The Ohio State Buckeyes trying to sneak out of Champaign with a win here. The Illini have to hit a three or the game's over. Grandison running the baseline to Trent. Trent near midcourt with a heave, oh. and it's off the glass. No good, and Ohio State wins it in Champaign, 86-83 over the Fighting Illini. Well, it's a 40-minute game. Illini don't quite play 40 minutes. They give a heroic comeback in the end, but they fall short at home. Welcome into the Fasteners Etc. postgame show on News Talk 1493.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Ohio State takes down the Illini 86-83. to Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip here with you to recap it. First, with our rapid reaction brought to you by Kozad Asset Management for half a century. They've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball postgame shows. Kozad Asset Management striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Welcome in Mike LaTulip to get his rapid reaction on this one. I was into it. I almost gave up in the second half and they, they, they brought me right back in, but they fall short. I don't know if my blood pressure would have been able to take another five minutes <laughs> if that went into overtime. Look, I, I would imagine a lot of the, the texts and potential calls tonight are, are going to be about the the guys and the stripes. Um, but look, you, you mentioned it. It's a 40-minute game, and you, you can't fall asleep for, for 25 of them. Um, you know, that ended up kind of being the story, and we can get into all the nuts and bolts, but point blank – entertaining sure uh you know they they certainly made it entertaining they certainly made you stick around and until the last heave from half court but man you got to have that one you got to find a way to to dig deep and pull that one out um and you can't let it get away from you it's not about finishing it at the end after a 16 17 point comeback but doing all the little things 25 minutes previous to that to put yourself in position and not have to worry about getting stops on a team that's the top 10 offense in the country. I think that ended up kind of being the story. You like to see the fight in the Illini, but the lull for the middle 25 minutes of the game was um, not desirable. And what do you know? Branham goes off uh, another guy for the second straight game torches the Illini, but this time Illinois can't finish it off. They lose by three fall firmly into a solid second place in the Big Ten, but we'll get into all of that here. We're going to open up the fan line, 217-356-9397. If you want to get in your thoughts or the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Late night edition of the Fasters, etc. Postgame show. Kathy Reiser waiting to help us out behind the scenes. You guys are up next. Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with Cozad Asset Management. Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. 
Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with COZAD, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started. Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. COZAD Investment Advisory Services offered through COZAD Asset Management, Inc. COZAD Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Finding a line eye game day coverage continues. On your flagship home for fighting Illini athletics, News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-9397. Five three five seven. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. Postgame Show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Here's Arns, who's back in. Threw it away. Threw it right to Coleman Hawkins on a jump pass. Hawkins with a drive. Girl step. Put it up and in. Coleman Hawkins with a pretty shot. Coleman Hawkins doing it all off the bench for the Illini today. 10 points in 26 minutes, added in four boards, two assists, and at least two steals, if I remember right. Three steals for the sophomore out of California. Playing big minutes as Kofi was in foul trouble, but he fouls out as well in the closing seconds in Illinois Falls, 86-83. Welcome in, Fasteners, etc. post-game show here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Evan and Mike with you. We'll probably take you up until Friday, so hopefully you guys got thoughts to keep us busy and entertained as we break down this Illinois-Ohio State game. First text, uh, gotta get out here, 217 texter says sigh. That is all. and There's a lot of feelings of those and I forgot Simeon did call in. Simeon had to go to bed. It's it's hitting midnight hour over there on the East Coast. Just to, to wrap things up, he, he said that the, the refs were terrible, as Mike pointed out, and a number of people in the text line and the phone line probably will. And he liked the fight from Coleman, so we like to see that. And we get a Coleman-Hawkins highlight off the rip before we go over to the fan line where you can join us, 217-356-9397. Jerry's calling in from St. Louis. Good evening, Jerry. How you doing, guys? Unfortunately, I didn't get up to the game with the all the darn ice we hit on the roads. But one positive thing was, again, yes, the play of Hawkins. It was glad to see him come out of the shell. In spite of all the other stuff that went on and our falling asleep, we got outscored by 15 points from the free throw line, and we lost by three. I mean, that was huge. Yeah, the, the Ohio State got to the free throw line a, a whole lot tonight, and they were knocking them down. And we missed them. We missed a bunch of front ends. Yep. So 
So if, if make those, and it's a whole different ball game, too. It's so it's those little things. I agree. Hey, was, uh, was a killer. Well, okay, boys. Sorry you couldn't make it up to the game. Appreciate you calling yeah. in, Jerry. You guys can ring us in as well, 217-356-9397. We've got, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get plenty into Coleman Hawkins, but uh, I, I've got a, a lit up phone bank here, and I know people want to get to bed, so we'll keep moving on the fan line. Buster's over in Monticello. Hey there, Buster. Hey. Good evening. What are your thoughts? So, I mean, it was a good, it was a good and energetic show, but... I can't give it all to the rest, though. Jeez Louise. No, no, not not at all. Yeah, but like, but like them boys in the first, beginning of the second, they were just taking horrendous shots that I don't believe they should have been taking. No offense was working. Yeah, I, I, I this is something that that we've talked about in the past, and that yeah, the the refs can be bad, and a a big part of about playing winning basketball is playing through adversity and not worrying about that and I thought the Illini after maybe the first media timeout things kind of switched they were waiting for fouls to be called and they were forcing things in there and uh, they, they tried to yeah just force things and not let the game come to them yeah you can't really just blame it on them you just gotta play your ball and get the show going for the crowd and for yourself and like I love I love the energy out of them boys tonight. Kofi Coleman, even Coach Underwood, <laughs> after getting thrown out, getting everyone going. I love that. I love it. Yeah, I, I think a, a big key going forward is keeping that energy when when times are bad and when the the times are good. They they show good energy when the shots are falling, but they they got to find it other times. Yeah, just keep that energy flowing, just like Coach Underwood said season just getting started and a whole lot of ball left to play we are almost to march less than a week away hey thanks for calling in buster thank you have a good night thank you you too appreciate everybody's thoughts what you got mike Uh, i'll make this point at times i think offensively there was a little bit of fool's gold in the first half with with the alfonso Plummer threes (laughs) and it can make you think that you're getting good offense a lot of you know, Curbelo had the great save that eventually went to Hawkins, kicked out to, to Plummer, but he had a lot of tough contested threes that, that went in. And, you know, Kofi missed some bunnies around the rim where if you can extend that, extend that lead a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it gives you much more of a cushion heading into the half. But, uh, you know, and, and then the stagnation came in again in the second half, and that coincided with a top 10 offense in the country feeling good about themselves and a a 90 ranked defense, not really having much pressure on them. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I certainly there's a lot of great energy to go around. Um, You know, I thought these guys fought. There's no question about that, Uh, but you got to kind of do your work early in these situations and, and you can't bury, you can't bury yourself at that time in the game. Yeah. It's incredible to think the, the Illini, were up 13, and they could somehow get all the way down to trailing by 16. Um, just a, a lot of uneven play from the Illini tonight. Let's go back to the fan line, 217-356-9397. Scott's over in Bloomington. Hey there, Scott. Hey, guys. 
Um, I'll, I'll get to the refs in a second. But, I mean, when you look at the box score, it really it doesn't look terrible. I mean, we won. We, we out-rebounded them. We turned it over less than them. I think we had more steals than them. We shot almost 50% from three. Um, unfortunately, you know, Kofi goes five for 15, like, like the previous caller said, missed some bunnies around the basket. It, I, I don't like the way he brings the ball down. I, I want to see him play a little bit bigger, um, play, play his size and, you know, love the fight of the team. Um, this team just never seems to give up even when we get down. Um, and so, you know, I'll say this, the refs were not the reason we lost. However, the Big Ten is a premier conference, but our officiating is garbage. I mean, it's just absolute trash. I shouldn't know names like DJ Carstensen and Larry Scarato and Bo Borowski and, you know, the other jokers that put the stripes on. Um, you know, the league deserves better. The athletes deserve better. Um and I thought that after two and a half years, the refs would figure out how to officiate with Kofi on the floor. But clearly, you know, they can't figure that out. And, and, or, or they're just, you know, not willing to, to officiate it the right way. Um, Izzo works the officials nonstop. And I love the fact that Brad, you know, <laughs> Brad got the text tonight and, and, and showed a little fire. Yeah, I think the I think the tech, I think the ejection, what they went on a like an eighteen to six run, <laughs> I think right after the ejection, and and you know that can get a team going, especially an older, more experienced team. And look, like there, you know, there, there are instances in that game where after Brad, you had his final tirade that got him ejected. I I thought there were some missed calls on the other side. I you know Grandison steal near half court that led to his eventual layup. I thought he. I mean, I need to go look back at that again, but I thought he raked whoever's arm that was going up for the ball. And it was just so much pandemonium, you know, uh, and they were able to steal it and get the ball back and lay it in. But yeah, I, I mean, I thought Liddell, Liddell can trick you a little bit because he, he kicks his leg out every time he shoots a 17 foot. The footer. goofiest um, jumper so I've glad, ever seen. I'm glad they didn't fall for that towards the end. Um, but the, the last, yeah, the last play, or I guess the Trent layup is, is the tough one. I keep going back and forth on it when I watch it. There's a lot of contact. Um, but it looks like EJ's arms are vertical. And, and I tried to make this point. It's hard rationalizing with people on Twitter. Never. I need, to, <laughs> I need to be able to explain it. But I am telling you that I personally think that a foul needed to be called. What I'm trying to figure out is why it wasn't. And why it wasn't, I would imagine, I think that EJ Liddell maintained verticality. Mike, he jumped from three feet away and landed and, and hit Trent. That's fine. But in those bang, bang plays, the one thing that these refs can look at, they're not looking at where he jumped before he jumped. They're looking at the ball. They're looking at, did Eugene Brown, Eugene Brown reach in? Did he foul? And now he's going up for a layup. Bang, bang. You default to the arms. I'm sorry. It's just, that's just how it typically goes. I'm not saying that it wasn't a foul, but when you're a ref and you turn and look and you look up, bang, bang, his arms are straight up. Although he flew in and chested Trent, and it probably was a foul, that's probably why it wasn't called. And it, and I think I, I'll say I still think it should have been. So uh, I'm just trying to figure out why it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, 
Trent's second foul in the first half, he was straight up and down. Oh, that was like, that was awful. To your, to your point, right? I mean, it's just garbage. Like these guys, and so I I don't know what I don't know what the the conference like. How how do we get better? The the conference deserves better. Yeah, I, I, I'll hang up now. But you know, I think we deserve better as as a a fan base. Um, but more importantly, for the the athletes. Hey, thanks for calling in, Scott. Uh, the the refs are, are getting a lot lot of run on, on Twitter, and, and admittedly, I'll flip on uh, you know a, a big SEC or a, a big ACC game when it's on from time to time. But I lo- I watch a lot of Big Ten basketball. A lot of folks are saying that it's not officiated the same way. But the most frustrating thing is the lack of consistency and that's that's not just officiating in the Big Ten we know that goes top to bottom but um, it, uh, going back to his first point I mean there was just in the last two minutes alone the Illini made like four boneheaded plays that led to six points for Ohio State when all if you know DeMonte doesn't reach in at 94 feet uh, you know you're just looking for a stop there if Coleman Hawkins doesn't reach in from 40 feet you're just looking for a stop you don't got to go for the home run we just need a, a single right now there were there were plenty of instances where, where the Illini could have won it themselves and not put it in the hands of the officials well, it reminded me of the Marquette game Right, there were three three fouls from eighty feet and beyond against Marquette, <laughs> and it felt reminiscent when when Demonte reached in and, and got that got that one. When really coming out of a timeout, you're down two. He had a trap too. He, he didn't yeah. even need to do anything. And, and maybe that was I don't know. Maybe that wasn't a foul. But you can't put yourself in that position right. trying to go for the ball. You may even you may get all ball, but it just it's subjective, unfortunately. And, and man, you, you get a stop there, and you come down and get a bucket. We may be talking about a different result. <laughs> gambling, gambling comes up short for the Illini. Let's go back to the fan line. Jackson's been holding on in Monticello. Good evening, Jackson. Hi. Um, so I think it's I think it's clearly obvious that we can you know point fingers at the rest and they didn't have a good game. But I think it's important to also kind of talk about some strengths we had. So I think Grandison did a great job stepping up and hitting big shots from an end of the spark. I think Coleman showed great energy. Uh, I think I think it's important to have a guy like Trent out there because he can you know show his leadership as the fifth year senior. So I think I think it's a positive that we can have a loss like this now instead of in March. I, yeah, I think that's yeah, go, ahead, yeah, go, go ahead, Evan. No, no, I I, I was thinking the same thing. It, it, when when they got down, there was the, that point where about the time I gave up, and, and then Trent or Trent Brad goes and he gets tossed and, and it revitalizes them and then Illinois outplays Ohio State for for the last five minutes and you know they were just locking down I don't remember what the run was 16-5 18-5 something like that if if they put that together and they bring that energy for for different times you know in the lull in the first half or coming out in the second half just more consistency from Illinois as well yeah you get up 21 to 8 and I think you you think that you have an understanding of what it's going to take to win the game. And it's going to be, maybe it's going to be a little bit easier than they thought. Um, and then they, they sneak up on you. And here's, here's the main issue. This was, this has been a problem the past couple of years with Ohio state. It's just the way that they have Kyle young and EJ Liddell. And when they put one of those two at the five and Kofi's in that drop coverage, it is virtually impossible to guard. And then when you mix a guy like Malachi Branham and ball screens, now, Kofi, this is what happened in the second half early. Kofi was worried about getting back to Kyle Young and getting back to EJ Liddell 
so he couldn't stay. Now Malachi Branham's driving with his left hand and dunking it. And, and that was really the cat and mouse game that they were playing. And yeah, no, I, I think ultimately you do find some things. You mentioned you have this loss. You can learn some things from it. I think what you learn is you can play a different style with Coleman Hawkins at the five. Um, and no, Coleman isn't mistake free. But at the same time, his effort makes up for a lot of things that, that he does wrong on the floor. But his, his ability to, to step out, five out, Alfonso Plummer backdoor cut, typically that backdoor cut, one, probably the pass isn't thrown because Kofi's down there and it's a little more clogged. And two, if he does catch it, he probably doesn't get a shot up on the rim because there's a big rotating over. Um, they probably found a different way, whether that's stealing some of Omar Payne's minutes at the five where you can go a little bit smaller, so to speak, and go five out and use Coleman Hawkins in those ways because he seems to be gaining a little bit of confidence. Yeah, for sure. All right, hey, appreciate the call, Jack. For sure. Thank you, guys. You can ring in with your thoughts still. We'll, we'll go uh, in, until the thoughts stop here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. One more call before we get to our MX electrifying player of the game. David's ringing in from Tolono. What are your thoughts, David? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? I I thought, um, you know, uh, I was just excited for Coleman Hawkins because he certainly got a hell of a lot of talent. And I, I think if he plays like he did early in the year, he's he had a lull in midseason, and, and now he's coming on again. If that kid gets confidence, I mean, he's the only NBA talent on that team. Uh, and uh, he, he just, his length, uh, his aggressiveness, and how he plays with passion. Now, yes, he makes mistakes like Curbelo, but the way that they play uh, it just inspires other people. Now, sometimes he gets down on himself and his body language is a little crappy, but he, he's trying. He wants to win so damn bad that that's why he messes up sometimes. But uh, I'm just excited for him because I don't want to see him transfer at the end of the year because he does have NBA talent, and he is going to be a really, really great player at Illinois. And so I hope he stays because uh, what he did tonight, block shots, steals, taking a charge, I mean, he, you know, he, he does the intangibles when he's fully invested and engaged in the game. Uh, Illinois didn't deserve to win. Uh, you know, they, they played hard at the, when, when Brad Underwood artificially got kicked out to try to motivate him. Uh, but, uh, uh, Ohio State deserved to win. And I'm going to stay off of Kofi tonight because he's a good kid. But, I mean, Kyle Young ate him up. I mean, EJ Liddell ate him up, but he eats up a lot of people. So, uh, it is what it is. But, um, Coleman Hawkins and Curbelo, a healthy Curbelo and, uh, uh, Kofi, that three-headed monster, if they're healthy and they're playing together in the NCAA tournament, we have a, a, a good chance of going pretty far. If we don't, we'll be out in the first round. But I wish you all the best, and I wish the Illini the best, and uh, you all have a good evening. Thank you, David. Good evening to, to you as well. There's a number of guys on, on this team, but I, I think Coleman Hawkins especially, and maybe Andre Corbello a, a very close second, when they're playing confident and, and for for lack of a better word, just full of themselves and just really feeling their game. Yeah, they're 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 two of the best, and and I would stay out of their way. Yeah, and and I think the other thing too, you mentioned Coleman Hawkins, ten points, four rebounds, two assists, three steals tonight. Everything that he adds to his actual stat sheet to me is is icing on the cake because of the, the the fire and the passion that he plays with. That's baseline. Like that's what you need from Coleman Hawkins, whether. 
like I said, whether or not he's filling a stat sheet or not. When he does that, like he does tonight, um, I understand that he fouled out, but he plays hard, man. Um, and, and he plays hard all the time. When he's not second-guessing himself, he's a really, really good player. I mean, I know it's been a bit of a, bit of a Jekyll and Hyde, um, you know, this, this kind of back half of conference play, uh, and he's found himself kind of moving further down the rotation. But for him to, to kind of have this revitalization – uh, and work his way back into rotation. Look, he played 26 minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think if like four weeks ago, three weeks ago, you would have questioned if he ever got back up to that. <laughs> um, and he is, and I think it's going to, it's going to be something similar probably moving forward. It may not be 26, but you can play him, you know, 18 to 20 minutes. And, and some of that at the five, at the five spot spelling Kofi. And man, like I think Brad Underwood, he touched on in the post game. You maybe found a different wrinkle here. It makes you a little bit tougher to guard. It gives these, guards more driving lanes. I think Trent Frazier, he can get downhill even more, even more than he does. Uh, you know, I thought there were a couple of times he pulled back out tonight and, and tries to throw to that back action, but he can get downhill and, and he's a great, he's a great athlete and he can get up on the rim, man. They can certainly find different ways to play. And Coleman Hawkins is just only going to see an increase in playing time here down the stretch. Let's name our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical services for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax. Call Max. We've touched on a number of guys. Plummer goes off in the first half. He scores a a team-high 26 for the Illini. Hawkins puts everything together uh, with his 10 points in his 26 minutes. But... um, Probably got to lean towards the, the game-high score on this one. Uh, Malachi Brandon just took over the game in the second half, and then you sprinkled in a, a little bit of uh, Young in the first half and Liddell throughout, but I thought uh, Branham just going nuclear and not being able to be stopped, I, I thought he was the player of the game. I, I can't believe it's taken me 20 minutes to – to really mention Malachi Branham, but uh, probably the only year you're going to have to play him. Uh, he's gone. And, like he just, it's not only just his, his size and his shooting ability and uh, his poise, your ticket to the NBA is your effectiveness in ball screens. And man, he was a maestro tonight. You know, just his, his pace and kind of similar to Jaden Ivey, uh, probably, probably honestly, like there's elements of him that I think are better than Jaden Ivey in ball screens. And, you know, they, they are, have a really good chance of having two first round picks, uh, with, with Liddell and Branham. And the funny thing about it is tonight that kind of ended up being the story. You look at the stat sheet and a lot of things are even, it's just these two guys, Branham 31 and, you know, 31 points, 10 for 14 from the field. Liddell shooting 50% from the field, 21 and six, four blocks. That's the game. I mean, that's just, you know, their, their great players were great. And we talked about that with guys like Trent Frazier on the road at Purdue. Like you have to have your great players play great on the road in the big 10. And those two guys, those two guys did tonight, Kyle Young, you throw him in there too, mm-hmm. 18 and seven. You get production like that, especially from a guy like that off the bench. You're not going to lose many games. Ohio State's stars. So Malachi Branham. Malachi Branham is is my player of the game. Yeah, we're going to lean towards the the diaper dandy with his 31 points, 10 of 14 from the field. Malachi Branham, our MX electrifying player of the game.
And Branham shoots a three and got it Boy. from out top. I mean, you make one mistake, he goes underneath the screen, Frazier does, and he makes you pay the price. I mean, Ohio State is really playing well off the I think that's what you were talking about there, Trent, uh, hedging his bets, thinking he's going to take it to the rim. And what do you know? He, he steps back and he hits the tray. That stretched things out. Illini cut the lead down to one, but they lose by three at the State Farm Center, 86-83. Fasters, et cetera, postgame show here. We've got a whole bunch of texts to get to. Fan line still opened up. We want to hear your thoughts on this one as we head into the new day. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. Ooh, my car just quit. Oh, no, now we're going to be on the side of the road. No, we're not. We're going to call somebody, and they're going to come pick us up. It's easy. Watch. I need a tow truck. I can't go truck. My car doesn't seem to want to go no more truck. So I called you, because I'm stuck, truck, and I need you to come pick me up. Tedman's Towing, 328 fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow! This is Angela Carr with Prospect Bank. It's time for you to get your game face on. Enjoy the game. Go Illini! The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line. 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 Here is Plummer Plummer's going to shoot a three right out of the gate and he buried it Boom goes the dynamite right? right out of the gate Plummer with a three from out top Plummer rolling right Plummer to the right wing, rises for three, bang! He's two for two! Rutrow, he's at the zone! <laughs> yep, Rutrow is right. Here is Fraser with a catch to the left corner. Round a pick, Plummer. Rises, shoots a three. Bingo! He's three for three! Ten to shoot, finds Plummer for three! And he's four out of four! There's Alfonso Plummer hitting six of his first seven threes, finishes eight of ten from beyond the arc, team high 26 points in the losing effort for the Illini as they fall to uh, 10 and six. No, that can't be right. 12 and five as I look at the correct record here in Big Ten play. Fasters, et cetera, postgame show here with Evan and Mike. Plenty of texts. Coming in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, uh, Rich says these refs will never be allowed back in the State Farm Center. Um, that'd be that'd be tough. A couple of those guys are pretty high up on the Big Ten's uh, pecking order, but um, I, I get the sentiment. Not a lot of people happy with the refs. Kevin says uh, tough to win when you you don't knock down free throws. It's those front end of the one and ones. Just make the front end. Give yourself a chance at the the back end of it. But but you miss the first. You don't even get a chance at the second. You throw those in. The Illini probably missed ten throws here tonight in a three point loss. Benny says put the loss behind you and go beat the team in Ann Arbor that I don't like. Uh, 
hope none of us like Michigan, especially after this past week that, that they've gone yeah. through. And um, 217 Texter says, what a crazy game. Real shame they lost. More conf- or just more positive for Coleman Hawkins, says the confidence is glorious. And um, Brian chiming in, not Brian Barnhart. He's recording his Illini today. But uh, Brian and Champagne chiming in as well on the refs. Um, can't can't get enough hate for the refs here tonight. And Brad talked about him post-game. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's... That, that's where people are going to turn. I was I was discouraged uh, just the the way they came out to to open the second half. Uh, talked about the the rebounding. Illinois won the rebound total thirty to twenty nine overall, and they had the big edge on the offensive board side, uh, twelve to to five. But Ohio State had seven of their first like twelve points in the second half were second chance points. They were giving that second effort. They were getting the the loose balls really early, and and, and they responded. They didn't they didn't panic when Alfonso Plummer's going off and he's shooting threes. They stayed within their game plan, and and it worked. There was a shift. I thought there was a shift uh, in the first half to the second half. Really, first half towards the to the end of the first half into the second half. There was a different type of pursuit of the basketball and the defensive glass for Illinois. I thought to start the game, Alfonso Plummer, of all people, yeah. went up and snatched two or three rebounds. Uh, he's typically standing there watching them. But he went in and, and stuck his nose in there and grabbed a few. And, you know, Payne came in and, and, and grabbed one. And, um, you know, Hawkins obviously comes in. And I thought, you know, DeMonte and Grant, like everybody was cleaning the glass to start the game. And then all of a sudden there was this shift where – guys became a little bit more reactive. Um, and I thought that's more what happened in the second half where shots were going up and you were kind of just hoping that they missed. Um, I know there weren't many rebounds to have in the second half no. because it felt like every shot was going in for, for Brandon and Liddell. But um, you just got to find a way to maintain that type of pursuit on the glass all game. You know, No matter if you're making shots on the offensive end or missing shots on the offensive end, it has to remain consistent because I think – the way they rebounded in the first five minutes of the game was a big reason why, you know, Ohio State couldn't get second chance points. And it felt like they were sitting on, you know, six to eight points for a while to start the game. So to me, that was that was kind of the the shift. And then, you know, just not working through the offense enough to get quality looks. We, we talked about the plumber shots. You know, he hits five threes or six threes in the first half, whatever ends up being, I think, five, four of them. I think guys were draped on him. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't mistake that for for good offense in a sense. So I think that's what kind of caught up to them their late first half, early second half. Two one seven texter says uh, they want to give props to Plummer, Trent, and Brad tonight. Thanks for the show. Thanks for for texting in. Two one seven texter uh, Brad out in Idaho pointing out the free throws once again. Um, and and uh, Roy. Says for second second straight game, the Illini have allowed fifty points in the second half. But once again, also the the second straight game that uh, somebody they're playing against has gone off for twenty points alone in the second half. Um, maybe maybe that that could be curbed by uh, a better defense. But um, Branham Branham's in the zone right now. Like you said, I, I don't think he was 
he might have been mentioned on some draft boards early on, but by the way he's played these last couple weeks, um, he, he's, he's shooting way up. And, uh, yeah, he's not going to be in Columbus next year, I wouldn't doubt. He is gone. <laughs> so, so we at least have that to look forward to. Let's name our peak and insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build up a solid lead against the unexpected with peak and insurance. Visit peakandinsurance.com or contact a peak and insurance agent to start defending your assets. It might be beyond the expected was getting down double digits after being up double digits, but we'll probably lean towards the positive side and the Illini being able to cut it all the way back down to one in the final five minutes, that, that was pretty beyond the expected for me, especially with the way they did it with the the three quarter court press. They were they were getting turnovers in a different way than they have the last couple of years, and, and they they brought the ball movement and the energy from those last five minutes to the other forty minutes. This is a, a cakewalk, but uh, I, I liked what what we saw there in, in that stretch. Yeah, I think something that I haven't really mentioned yet is. You know, this there was a 14-point lead after another Malachi Branham jumper with 10 minutes left, and it could have really gotten out of hand there. Jacob Grandison hits a three to make it to make it 61-50, and then they put it back up to, to 13 again, mm-hmm. and then Jacob Grandison hits another three to cut it to 10. So I thought he only hit two threes in the game, but I thought they were two big threes that kind of stemmed the tide a little bit and, and gave them a little bit of breathing room to be able to come back and make another push because you got to think 66 53 with 830 left you miss a shot they come down and bang a three to go up 16 with seven and a half minutes left I mean that's that that's when you're getting into insurmountable territory so kind of underrated uh two threes that, that Jake hit um kept them in the game for sure and then I thought Trent kind of turned it on was aggressive and Jeez, I just I keep looking at the play-by-play, and it's just Malachi Brandon, Malachi Brandon, <laughs> Malachi Brandon. I mean, this kid was incredible tonight. Yeah, he went off. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised, that, like we were saying, you know, when, when Plummer's putting up uh, nine shots and Kofi's putting up 12 shots, there aren't a whole lot of shots to go around. But uh, Grandison didn't get a, a whole lot of touches, only two shots in the first half. But uh, I like the way that, that he shot it confident in, in the second half, especially trailing. Those are, you know, ones that, that like you said, they could bang off and... and things could could get out of hand so i i could i could lean that way too let's give let's shift give jacob grandison our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment because um i think when we replay these um they they were kind of saviors in that they they kept the game from getting out of hand Trent, pass to grandison shoots the three got it grandison over the outstretched arm of liddell and he cuts it back to 10 that was actually just the second one that he hit there that cut it to 66-56. Final score ends up 86-83, to Ohio State over the Illini. We've got a caller on hold, still more text to get to here as we come up to the midnight hour on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. As your family grows, so does your responsibility to protect them, even if you're suddenly absent. 
Pekin Life Insurance Company offers a transitional life insurance policy that provides a high-level life insurance benefit during the years you need it the most and ends with a guaranteed paid-up policy that will be there for the rest of your life. Learn more at PekinInsurance.com or call your local independent Pekin Insurance agent about flexible and affordable life insurance today. For as long as you can remember, your spouse has been your rock. But when they begin to experience signs of dementia, you both need someone to lean on. Autumn Leaves of Savoy is a pioneer in memory care-assisted living with cottage-style residences that feel just like home. Autumn Leaves staff members provide personalized care for each resident to unlock memories and create meaningful moments. So while your spouse receives the best care available, you can focus solely on loving them. If someone you know is experiencing memory loss, please visit autumnleaves.com. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Uh, give Ohio State a lot of credit. Uh, Malachi Brandon's probably the best player in our league right now. Wow. Uh, he's a freshman. Uh, that's what they look like. That's what lottery picks look like. Uh, so uh, every scout I've talked to, uh, thinks that so that's what they look like and then you know EJ's a veteran and and uh, he's a hard matchup for us and uh, and a really good player and has been for his whole career so give them a lot of credit but I'm really proud of our group and I was I was fighting for every call for Kofi literally fighting for every call and uh, um, but uh, you know he had a tough night but we found a different way to play tonight Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm really, really encouraged by that. I thought Coleman Hawkins was sensational. Obviously, Plummer, uh, you know, changed the, changed the game at the, at the onset. And, uh, uh, but, uh, again, it was, uh, it, was, it was their night, and uh, my hat's off to them. And, you know, Chris is one of the best coaches in this league, and, and uh, they all played us tonight. Trying to look up stats and host a show here. There's Brad Underwood and some of his thoughts after the game. Malachi Branham is legit. Uh, 217 Texter uh, points out that Sincere Harris went to the same high school as Malachi Branham. You better put some respect on the King's name. That's LeBron James's high school that all three of them went to in the St. Vincent, St. Mary's high school out of Akron. But uh, yeah, maybe Sincere Harris can bring that right now. Number one rated recruit out of Ohio, committed to the Illini. But Branham has the big game for Ohio State, 31 in the winning effort. Back here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show with Mike and Evan. We go back to the fan line, 217-356-9397. It's not quite as late for Andy out in Arizona, although uh, hopefully I'm not giving too much away. He's got a 217 number, so um, maybe maybe he's vacationing. I live in the desert half the time. Ah, smart. Chose the, hum- chose the good half to get Humboldt. out there. Yeah. <laughs> I live down by Humboldt in uh, Mattoon. Oh, area. okay. So anyway. Yeah, but I'm in Arizona right now for the winter in my RV. Good call. You got thoughts on tonight's game? Well, the referees didn't shoot the free throws. <laughs> so you can read the free throw statistics. Right now. Yeah, they were 11 to 17. 
and Ohio State was what? Uh, 26 of 32. That's the difference in the game right there. It wasn't the referees. It was the free throw shooting. And uh, I I love that Underwood got a T and then got another T and got ejected um, because it shows the kids, you know, what they need to see. I mean, he, he, he's been such a uh, vaginal part. I would say not a not a pussy cat, but a okay. Sorry about that, folks. We're gonna dump that audio. Um, have a good night there, Andy. Um, gotta be careful here. This is live radio, and this is late night radio on News Talk fourteen hundred ninety three nine FM, WDWS Champaign Urbana and Light Rock ninety seven five WHMS Champaign Urbana. Sorry, Andy, we had to cut you off before uh, I get fired here. So we're gonna keep moving on the fan line. Billy's with us in Champaign, uh, Billy. I, I don't mean this in a condescending way, but uh, let's have so, some thoughts on the basketball game, eh? Oh, yeah, I got thoughts on the basketball <laughs> game. So I've been to almost every uh, home game. This was by far the, the worst game I've been to all year. Um, the lull there that we had in the middle of the first half that extended in the second half was was kind of pathetic. But I've yet to figure out why on earth we're taking a guy who just hit six threes and sitting him for almost 10 minutes. I mean, it. I get it. We want to play defense. But when you take him out and we got Williams in there that's not scoring and, and several other guys, we're giving up a lot of offense and we're not getting stops on the defensive end. <laughs> and I don't get that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure. I guess I can pull this up here and click it real quick. Plummer, Plummer played 17 minutes in the first half. He, he sat more in the second half. Only played 12 the minutes second, yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I keep him in the game more. I, I don't 